Welcome to the Whole Equestrian Podcast. We're here bridging the gap between riding and wellness, discussing topics related to mindset, fitness, nutrition, and community. Our mission is to promote health and happiness through our love of horses. I'm Emily Hamill, a four-star level eventer, dedicated practitioner of yoga, Pilates, and meditation, <laughs> personal development enthusiast, and plant-strong athlete, and apparently Tyler thinks that's hilarious. But we've been kind of silly tonight, so um, we are currently recording this podcast at Tyler's condo that she lives in, thanks to Jenny Branding and Eventing. And, and I'm yeah, I'm Tyler. Go. That's yeah. who I am. I'm a professional groom and a mental toughness coach, a lifelong learner in the areas of mindset, positive thinking, and motivation. And I'm a practitioner of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and daily meditation. Are you kidding why I laughed? I'm just laughing because I thought you needed to hear it back. Okay. How does it feel when someone laughs at what you do? Tyler. At your identity. I was laughing because it still says that we're parked in a car outside True Prospect Farm. Oh, we didn't change that in our outline. Um, so you are not also in a car. No, I'm not also in the car. I'm in the condo. As well. Yeah, first time recording here. Yeah, welcome to my home. I've been here before, but thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so, anyways. Um, Do you think our listeners of this episode have been here before? If not, welcome. <laughs> there you go. Um, and if you have been here before or listened to us before, welcome back. As we said in our introduction, our mission is to promote health and happiness through our love of horses, and we do this by discussing topics related to our four pillars, which are mindset, fitness, nutrition, and community. In our main episodes, which we release one a month, we talk about goal setting, books, 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 the main topic, listener questions, and actionable advice. We've also released a few guest episodes, so be sure to check those out. Yeah. Boom. Boom. We got through the intro. Sorry, guys, it got a little silly, but here we are. Um, okay, so our first segment is Word of the Year. In this segment, we talk about a word that each of us has selected for the year to kind of have an overarching theme, goal, mood for the year to kind of just be able to reconnect to in times of confusion or, you know, anything when you need to check in with something. So... <laughs> You're giving me a look. Yeah, but no. my word of the year for 2020 was connection. Emily's word was believe. Mm -hmm. We and we kind of talked about that. Kind of in beat depth. the dead horse about what you know what we did those words with this year. We so. did use those words quite a lot, though. It was helpful. I think it was really helpful, and I think that everyone. Um, I really encourage people to use this exercise because. Again, I've said it a lot, but just looking at the two years and my two different words, I can see kind of where those change decisions that I made just based on this word that I selected, this is what I'm going to focus on. And, you know, where your focus goes, your energy flows. I agree totally. Like, I definitely can see how that word has affected a lot of my decisions throughout the year. So good to do and I'm excited that we get to choose a new word because that's always fun I mean there's so many words to choose from so like finding something that's going to really resonate and help you throughout the next year is it's like a little adventure you know yeah so what do you have cooking up for 2021 in the word pot okay so I'm it's down to two okay and my first word is a word and that is figure outable and Tyler, when I said this, was like, that's not a word. But it's written in a book, which I will get to in the books, books, books. But figure outable is a word. I'm not 100% sure if Webster Dictionary, like, accepts that as a word. But they're I always like it. accepting new submissions. So. Yeah. Um, and then the other word I was thinking about is dynamic. So, because I just want to, like, be dynamic. I want to do stuff. I want to, like... You know. Yeah, that's like to me, dynamic kind of represents like being able to be fully present in all aspects of your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yes, there is a definition, and I probably closed it out of my phone. But anyway, maybe I'll find that later if I do choose to go with the word dynamic. But 
I think that could be a good good word. Either one of those, because figure outable is like you're gonna make it work. You're gonna figure out whatever you need to figure out. And I think that could be helpful, especially after this year. Yeah, I, I feel like that's kind of just like trusting. It's almost a little bit like believe, but like okay, believe just kind of says, all right, I'm going to believe things are going to happen, but figure outable means, like... You're going to figure it out. I honestly actually almost think that figure outable is kind of a hybrid between action, which was your word oh, of 2019, yeah. and believe. It's like an actionable oh. believe. So I'm taking my two words from the past two years and putting them together That's for, like, just this culmination success. of success. Yeah. Okay, what do you have going on? Okay, so I've got kind of the same thing as you. I've got two words in in the books. Mm-hmm. Um, one is thrive, because I really feel like that also is a word that represents like being able to be fully present in all aspects of your life. And um, there's just o- often been times that I have. I obviously have a lot that I love to do, mm-hmm. and I feel like sometimes by doing so much, I take away some of my ability to thrive in my life just because I spread myself too thin. And so, thrive could be a good reminder to do less and do it better, which is always something that I'm reaching towards and looking after. It's hard to do the all of the things that are always in my mind of what I want to be accomplishing and doing and people that I want to be spending time with but um I just really like that word thrive I support that word I think that would be a great choice for you my other one is fly can you go into detail about why because I'm not feeling it as much as thrive but it's your word okay so like flying like a bird like Mm -hmm. uh like flying to your best possibilities and like your dream life for yourself like fly away and, yeah um, I mean I like spread your wings and fly kind of let go of the past and move towards the future and things like that yeah no I do like that I just really like thrive I do too I it will probably be thrive but I also had a horse that I really liked early on in my career whose name was fly Aww. and his show name that I made for him was we fly high oh I like that Remember that song we fly high no lie you know it. Ballin'. <laughs> no. Okay. Not that rendition, at least, but maybe you can play me some of that later. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Well, I think we have some good options, and in our next episode, we will tell you our final decision. And if you guys select a word for the year, please post it. Hashtag the yeah. whole equestrian word. I think word that will be year. a discussion topic this week absolutely in the whole equestrian community so make sure to check that out awesome yeah uh i guess that takes us into our favorite section books 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 Uh, i went without you i was getting really ready for it i was like oh i I had taken i just jumped i I took a deep breath in i'll let you do it it's time for our favorite section books 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 yay Woo! Okay, Um, so this month was a little bit light on the reading. Uh, I actually just did a lot of audibling. You know what, the month is still young though. I feel like we might have, we recorded our last episode a little bit later in the month. Yeah, and I had like a ton of books last time, so I feel like it evens out. Okay. But anyway, so I listened to Everything is Figure Outable by Marie Forleo, which is why Figure Outable became one of my word choices for 2021, because mm-hmm. like it was a powerful book, and I just thought she gave some really good actionable advice on how to kind of come at your problems or not even think of them as necessarily problems, but they're just things that have happened and you have the ability to figure it out. You know, like everything is figure outable. And the way she describes kind of her theory on this, like you really do feel like there's no problem that you can't solve. It might not be like the perfect solution, but like there's always a way around things. And she gives really good exercises throughout the book. Um, One that I 
did and enjoyed a lot was it was a journaling exercise and for six days you started you just took like a page of paper and at the top you wrote what I really want is and then you just free wrote like based on that and you just had to fill the page and like no editing nothing like that and so you did that for six days in a row and um, then at the end you would go through you wouldn't reread it until the very end so okay. I did this for six days on the seventh day I reread everything and then I um, highlighted the things that like kept coming up and um, it was really helpful because then on the seventh day like you basically kind of put it all together and you could see what like you really want in life and then beyond that there's more exercises to build on that so like once you figure out what you want then here are some ways to like get to it so it was just it was a good read she had some funny stories that were relatable and um, yeah it's like a mantra you know like everything is figure outable did you pretty cool. do you want to share what you really want in life or is that too personal um I can share for the most part um I found that I really like I really want to like help people and have a bigger impact like that just kept coming up um and I don't know if it's just like the age I'm at or just where I'm at in life but I just want to make sure that I am serving a purpose or something like bigger than myself you know yeah um so I hope I'm doing that with this podcast and with the whole equestrian and I just that that was a very big reoccurring theme and how I can help people in the equestrian world like learn some of the things that I know now that I wish someone would have taught me at a younger age yeah um that's that's kind of what I go back to I'm like why didn't I know this stuff growing up? Like, why wasn't I taught this? And I think just the age that we're living in now, like this time, people are more open about talking about what's going on in their life and um, not just sugarcoating everything and like, but like talking about some of the struggles and how it's normal and um, how to work through that. So. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, and honestly, I can't agree with you more. Like, I just feel like looking back at even just my career in the horse industry and what I've done to get where I am today, there was a lot of self-sacrifice along the road. Yeah. And I feel like there is almost this tension with all these self-help books that I've read of, you know, you read all these people and they say, here are the mistakes I've made and, like, here's how I live my life now. Yeah. And there's these kind of holes that you see of okay but like you wouldn't be able to live the life that you're living now if you hadn't made those sacrifices to make a fortune or you yeah. know like learn x y or z or you know get established in this career and even um one of my favorite books that i've read is called the happiness advantage by sean mm -hmm. acker or I, I believe that's his name um but he talks about how he starts sharing his research about happiness and like this is what you need to do to be happy and um, it involves getting sleep and taking care of yourself and as he's traveling the world sharing his message he's on all these international flights he's in a city for a day at a time um, and he has like I think he ended up like pinching a nerve in his back and like was forced to take a rest for a month and he's like I'm literally a hypocrite that's saying like here like yeah. take care of yourself and I'm not doing it um, and so I think that's definitely something I'm like, okay, like, yes, I have all these ideas for the equestrian industry and like how it can be better, but how would I get here without going through the things I've gone through and how yeah. can we make that next generation successful? Yeah, it is. It's tricky, right? Because like you have to kind of make your own mistakes to really learn the lesson, mm -hmm. but then it's like now that I'm through some of those mistakes, I was like, oh, I wish that people knew and they didn't have to make those mistakes, you know? Like, yeah. where, where is that line between, like, letting people figure it out on their own or trying to help, you know? Like, when, I guess you can always give the information and, like, people are only ready to do something with it when it suits them, yeah. you know? Like, you can hear something and it might not, you may not think it applies to you now, and then like 10 years later, you're like, oh, you know. 
Well, and that's why I love our little tagline of bridging the gap between mm-hmm. riding and wellness because wellness is such a complex topic of like what wellness is is going to be different for each person. Yeah. And while there are things that we can do and say to help people, like it might not like my version of what makes me feel like a whole equestrian isn't even the same as yours. Like, you know, we have you're into yoga, I'm into martial arts. Like it's very different, but it's just finding the tenets that we can to help people in times of trouble. Right. Yeah. We're talking about books though. So <laughs> we got a little off topic, That's but okay. no, that I think that was a good thing to cover. And if you guys like even if you don't read that book, try that journal prompt because for me when I reread the six days of stuff, I was like, oh my gosh, like I I just had so much more clarity, you know? I love that. And I think that people are oftentimes really uncomfortable with journaling because it's hard to see what's on the page. Just self-judgment is like a huge thing. Yeah. And like I was like a little nervous to read back, like, oh God, what did I say? Yeah. How embarrassing. How am I gonna sound or whatever? Yeah. But I just like it's so important to just get comfortable with that little bit of discomfort. It's the same thing as like watching back a video of yourself riding. Like nobody Mm -hmm. wants to like see themselves and be like, oh my God, is that what I really look like? Or is that how I really sound? But it's just this, these are the things that you need to do to get to know yourself in order to grow. Well said. Thank you. Okay. What are we, well, not we, what are you reading? Okay. I literally am having a brain fart. What is the book that I borrowed from you? Which one? The one that we were in your car and you talked about it last oh, episode. Oh, Big Magic. Big Magic. Yes. Okay, I loved Big Magic. Oh, so did I. And I actually, I was going to ask you, what do you think is your top book of the year? Because for me, I think Big Magic could have been it. It was just such a, a page turner. Yeah, and I really liked that. I just felt really inspired by it. And I, after being kind of like beating up on myself for not reading a book a week this year even though I know that's absolutely ridiculous and I actually looked at a note I think I read like 17 books in the first like three months of the year so I I read more than most people do before I even quote-unquote got off track with my reading Mm -hmm. Um, but I I, like I flew through big magic in like three days I just love it yeah that's a great book um, that would be definitely up on my list of top recommendations or best book of 2020, but I do think my absolute favorite was Untamed by Glennon Doyle. I've recommended that to, like, several people and have gotten really good feedback from it. Like, oh my god, this is, you know, really, like, hit home with some people. Um, so I think that's probably my favorite. But Big Magic is a close second, both written by very strong... Um, dynamic women so powerful women there yeah you go. Um, the other book that I read this month was and every day the way home gets longer and longer um, and this was literally a like 65 page novella that um, my working student actually lended to me and um, it's about the love one man has for his son grandson and wife um, and the man is like slowly basically slipping into dementia Mm -hmm. or memory loss um and his greatest fear is that he'll not remember like any of his memories so basically like half the book takes place in real life and like you know grandpa fell and he's bleeding and he doesn't know why he's bleeding but half the book takes place in his mind and he's basically like going through his memories with his son grandson and like his ex-wife who had died like before him I read it in one night. I mean, 65 pages. I literally, like, I think I started it at 9.30 and was done by 10.15. And I was just crying my eyes out. I read half of it aloud to Alex. Yeah, Tyler was telling me. He was like, (laughs) she was just, like, weeping. Yeah, I was just weeping in bed. Um, It's really sad. But, I don't know, I kind of like books like that sometimes. You have to be in the right mood for it. Yeah. You have to, like, maybe need a good cry. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. But, um, but yeah, other than that, I've started a few, to be honest, I've, you know, gotten a few pages into a few books that I just haven't made the commitment because I've got one final left for my second semester of my doctorate. So that is top of the list important. Hey, but as soon as that's done, um, I think 
wait, I don't even know if it was this cycle or last cycle that it was my goal to get all A's. Maybe it was last cycle, but I'm getting A's again as long as I do Dang well on this girl. last final. I got like a 99% in my statistics. I mean, I'm class. not shocked. You're a very intelligent woman. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You. Okay, should we jump into the main topic? Yes. What is happening outside? There is some I don't know sirens if you guys going hear on. A lot of sirens. Sorry. Hopefully, Hopefully whatever that everyone's is, is okay. okay in the Kennet yeah. Square area. If not, <laughs> <laughs> sending thoughts that way. So, um, our main topic today, Tyler. Okay, um, our title for this episode is a Whiskey Tango Foxtrot 2020 because this year has been, wow, what has it been? I mean, it's really hard to describe, actually, but I think Whiskey Tango Foxtrot basically <laughs> sums it up, so we're hoping that you guys get the reference there. So. <laughs> um, anyways... First, first of all, we, what we'd like to do is talk a little bit about goals, which is something that we usually do at the beginning of the episode. Um, and obviously, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know that for 2019, we did a segment called 20 goal, or 19 Goals in 2019. And for 2020, we each set 20 goals for 2020. But to be honest, most of them went out the window when the pandemic started. So for 2021, instead of setting 21 goals that we may or may not be able to achieve based on the current state of the nation, we decided to shake up our goal setting format and we're gonna do the two plus one goal setting model. So this, this year we all wanna get together, we all wanna you know, form some goals together, but we're gonna do two plus one instead of 21 goals. Which I think is a great idea because like 21 goals is a lot of goals. Yeah. And as, um, as fun as it is to, like, have all those goals and, like, have the easy goals and the reaching goals and the check thing, I think that this is more, again, like I talked about at the beginning of the episode, I, ha I always have so many things that I want to do that I don't always feel like I put my full heart into each one of mm -hmm. them. So I think this year is really about, like... Thriving! Thriving! <laughs> You're going to use that word. Exactly. I was going to thrive into these, these three goals. I love it. So, um, the two goals, we want the two goals to be two goals that you can accomplish no matter what happens this year. Can It, it can be a reading goal, a writing goal, a life goal, but let it be something that you really want to accomplish and make it so that you can actually have actionable steps to set out and accomplish it. Like, we don't want this to be a goal, like a New Year's resolution that you set and by January 17th, it's fall to the wayside. Like this is your year. This is like what you're taking control of and it's gonna be an effective goal. So effective goals are SMART goals. SMART goals are specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time specific. You have to make sure it's something that you can actually achieve. So like you need to get really specific about what it is you want to achieve. You have to have some way to measure it to say, hey, I achieved this goal or I didn't attainable like you actually have to be able to do it this is just a matter of i'm always about dreaming big and everything like that but we have to actually be able to attain it and again realistic same thing um time specific we're gonna say this year like this is something you want to do in 2021 yeah so let's just kind of give them an example of a smart goal or just a goal and we'll talk about how it could be tweaked a little bit to like make it actually smart. So say um, I'm making a goal and I'm like, oh, I want to compete at the upper levels of eventing. So like you hear that and okay, that sounds good, right? But is it specific? No, because like what level? Do you want to go prelim? Do you want to go advanced? You know, measurable. Again, if you're not specific, you can't measure it, right? Attainable, if you're going beginner novice today and you want to go prelim by the end of the year, that's probably not attainable because there's a lot of steps you have to get through, qualifications and safety concerns and all that stuff. And then realistic, I think that kind of taps into that. And time-specific, I guess by the end of the year is time specific, but you know but what I mean? It, again, it doesn't, it doesn't hit all these smart goals. So yeah. what would be a different way that you could phrase that goal, Emily? Okay. 
Um, well, for me specifically, I would say I want to complete a five star by the end of 2021. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so that's specific, five star, measurable. You do it or you don't. Yep. You complete or you don't. So I'm, and for me, just like completing my first five star is the goal, right? Then you can get a little bit more specific yeah. than that. But um, attainable, it is attainable because I'm qualified for a five star. Yeah. Um, realistic, same thing. You also have the means and people I supporting have you to get there. You have the horse. Yep. That is um, realistic. I have the experience. Time specific, end of 2021. That gives me probably two shots this year if I need to. But yep. hopefully I'm getting it done on shot number one. Woo! So um, anyway, hopefully that's yeah, more so, helpful. So just to think about it, right? It's the same thing if you, you know, say, say you're not great at cooking and um, during this pandemic, you've been ordering takeout every day and it's really done a number on your wallet, right? Because it's expensive to get takeout all the time. So say you wanna cook more. Having a goal that says, I want to cook more. That's not specific. That's not measurable. It's not really any of the SMART goals. Right. So maybe saying, I want to cook five out of seven dinners a week at home. That is a really specific, measurable, attaining, real, realistic and time-specific goal. Like, yeah. you know, as you learn to cook, you want to five five nights a week you're cooking at home. So these are just ways that you can make goals really specific so that you can also know if you're doing well on them or you're not. Yeah, and I think once you've set a SMART goal, then maybe that seems really hard. Like you say, oh, five nights a week, that, you know, that seems overwhelming. Break it down into chunks, right? So what are you going to need to do to make that happen? You're going to need to find recipes that you can make, make a grocery list, you know, plan your trip to the store, get all the ingredients, like have everything ready so there's no excuse to not cook, right? So even whatever your goal is, um, you have to start with this kind of smart outline. Yeah. And then just knowing after that, you can break them down into smaller steps. You know, it's not just like all all in you have to do this right now you know plan yeah so that it becomes attainable yeah and I think it too what a good point that Emily's brought up here is again the actionable steps what are you going to do to get there so as soon as you sit down a goal and you're like wow this still feels really overwhelming to me okay well maybe we need to find a meal prep ordering service like Green Chef mm-hmm. that will give you recipes and ingredients that will teach you how to cook. And by the end of the year, you don't even need the recipes because you've learned the instincts and learned how to get there. Um, So I think that that's really important. Is there any SMART goals that come to the top of your mind that you would put on your list of two for this year? I know we're Um, still gonna have time for reflection. Yeah, the five star is definitely there. Um, So that's one of them. And then the second goal, I want it to revolve around my yoga teacher training. Okay. Like, I want to get my certification, which I'm on track. You know, it's a smart goal. I have a deadline, all these things. I've already started. Um, But I think I might want to be a little bit more specific because I don't just want to get the certification. I want to then do something with it. Right. So I need to kind of fine-tune that goal but it's gonna get like a two-for-one goal yeah it's gonna be related related you know so I just have to figure out what I'm gonna do with that knowledge besides teach more like I could just say get my certification and teach yoga but like I already kind of do that with some friends you know like I need I want something more concrete yep so what about you I'm you know I'm definitely gonna have to do some journaling on this one because like again I have so many things that I have going for me right now just in in things that I'm working towards um and I think that one of them is gonna be related to like having my own like living 
situation yeah. because as much as like I've, I've you know I've worked in a bar for years I'm 26 years old and as much as community housing has been great I really want like a place to call home that I can come home to I hear um, that. whether it's a long-term rental situation that I'm gonna get for myself on the side that's like just for me or you know looking into buying like a little investment property or something like that I think that it would be um that would be really helping me thrive this year as well of like this is me taking a step to create my life um and then I definitely would like to do potentially something about um getting my blue belt in jujitsu but I don't know if that's really attainable or realistic considering like the pandemic Mm -hmm. times you know the gym um been closed and it's so just, could that be your plus one your that, stretch goal that could be my plus one stretch goal yeah um which so your plus one stretch goal sorry to jump ahead no it's okay we should talk about this because this we definitely have thought about what language we want to use for this plus one goal um as we were kind of going over the outline Alec was like well you don't want people to think like it's unrealistic to have big goals but in some cases you're going to have a goal that maybe doesn't fit all the smart of the smart Mm -hmm. and i don't want you to get discouraged by just setting this like really overreaching goal of like yeah dream big and then you're not making that goal happen but you're making little steps towards it happen this year Mm -hmm. right like you could be working really hard on things that are moving the needle forward for you without achieving this big overarching goal by writing it down on paper you're going to be able to manifest moving towards that and i think that that's really important to think about but again not just having this as your sole focus of like if i don't do this my year will be unsuccessful because as we saw in 2020 there's a lot of things that are going to get thrown our way that are going to you know keep us out of reach of our goals yeah I think that's a good good point to make. But it's always good to have that that big overarching goal and like hopefully you can at least make progress towards it in 2021 even if you don't get it done. So, yeah. Do you have any ideas for what that's going to be for you? Uh I mean, my original thought for this would be to compete internationally like overseas. Okay. Um Canada doesn't count this time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like um, across the pond. But again, I don't know what next year's going to bring. You're right. And it kind of depends on how my spring goes. But I guess maybe that is a good plus one goal, right? Yeah. Because, like, I would love to do that in the fall. Yeah. Um, there's a lot that is going to go into play to make that happen. But, you know, it could happen. Yeah. So, either that or something financial related. You know, like I'm really, um, I want to set some pretty lofty goals, just having a little more financial freedom Mm -hmm. um, so that I have um, just more, I guess, comfort in like doing the things that I want. And I don't mean like I need to buy more stuff it's just like having a bit of security and freedom then allows you to follow your passions right. a little bit more you know unfortunately what I mean? sometimes helping people and doing things like teaching yoga like those aren't necessarily expendable income type things yeah. like this is more you know you put a lot of money into it and you get a lot of joy out of it but you yeah. might not get a lot of financial stability out of it so I can definitely see where you know having the money to do the things that you know I always joke with people if I had unlimited funds I would work really hard at the things that I'd love yeah. to work hard at. I would at. still do what I do but you'd almost be able to put more joy into it because you weren't doing it for the money right you know, yeah. like that's the trick, isn't it? Yeah. That's so. Anyway, it's going to be something along those lines. Yeah. Going abroad, spending a ton of money, or saving a ton of money. Who we'll knows? We'll see how 2021 goes. I love it. Um, what about you? Again, so, like, I think the blue belt goal could be maybe on the overreaching, mm-hmm. but I'd say what kind of popped into my head as you were talking there um, would be 
working towards a book. Like, I really want to write a book someday. Yes. And I just never have the time to sit down and do it. And I just don't think that, like, 2021 is not going to be the magical year where gaps of time just come in because I still have, like, four semesters left of doctoral classes. I'm going to write a dissertation. I'm going to do that. But and have a full-time job at the same time. You got a lot going on. Have a podcast on the side. It's fine. <laughs> Fine. Have a wonderful boyfriend, all these things. I didn't have time for the boyfriend, to be honest with you. <laughs> but he somehow worked his way in I there. I literally remember talking to my mom, like, I think about, like, a week or two before I met Alec. I was like, oh, you know, like, I did this, I did this. Like, I've hit the gym this many hours this week, and I read this book, and, you know, doing yada, yada, yada in school, and then I'm going to this horse show. And she was like, well, you don't even have time to meet a boy right now. She's like, don't even try because that's not going to fit into your schedule. And I was like, that's so funny. Oh, Megan, you had no idea. <laughs> but look how it's worked out it's, now. It's great. Yeah. All right. So um, I think we should do a little quick fire segment of, okay, what was your biggest takeaway from this year? That I enjoy spending time by myself. Great. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't mean that. Like, I'm a very social person, okay? Like, I I love my friends and I love hanging out with people, but this year, not being able to hang out as much and having to spend time by myself, I'm like, you know what? I'm pretty good fun. Like, I'm good company. Yeah. And um, just being okay, like, not go, go, going all the time. Yeah. Because I realized that... You know, a lot of, when you just go, 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 and you have plans every night, and you're just, like, doing this with, with this person and that with that person, you never have time to just stop and really reflect. And, yeah. like, why am I doing all of this? Yeah. And so I've actually really enjoyed having that time to just be like, you know what? Do I really want to do this, or am I just doing it to keep busy? Yeah. You know? Like, what is adding value to my life? Like, so... That's my biggest takeaway. I know that sounded a bit no, selfish, but you know what I mean. Um, so, what about you? I think my biggest takeaway from 2020 is just really because I think I realized when horse shows shut down is that goals related to competition and sports can be stripped away from you in a second mm -hmm. be it a pandemic be it an injury to horse to rider you know think things happen all the time that are going to stand in the way of competing and I just realized that the happiness and joy that I get from my job if it's attached to extrinsic goals of winning ribbons or medals or getting to go to the Olympics or getting to fly overseas, that that happiness will never be guaranteed. Mm -hmm. But if I have really strong relationships with the people around me and I form really good bonds with the people that are in my life and I put work into that, that's something that's like, I mean, obviously, yes, like there are accidents and traumatic things that, that can get stripped away from you as well. But I just found that putting more stock in the time that I'm spending with the people around me brings me much more satisfaction than chasing extrinsic goals will ever will. Yeah. Wow, we learned some really good stuff this year. We did. 2020 was actually some, really good for I, yeah. me, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know it's been tough for a lot of people, but... There's always a silver lining, right? Yeah. And, um, yeah, you just got to find it. So maybe we should knock this off the pedestal a few. What was your biggest letdown <laughs> of the year? Uh, not being able to compete at Kentucky. Yeah. Land Rover, Kentucky. I always want to call it Rolex. But anyway, that was the biggest letdown because it's like literally I worked basically my entire life to get qualified to compete at Kentucky the one year it finally like the stars align I'm like my horse is feeling good we're ready pandemic boom pandemic <laughs> no Kentucky 
But again, like that's out of my control. Yeah, and, and it, perspective, like for yeah. the worst things that have happened. I mean, this it's year. really a first world problem. Yeah. So, um, but the, I mean, it still is a letdown. It still yeah. sucks oh, absolutely. when you've worked so hard towards something and then it can't happen. But I guess putting it in perspective, at least it was literally out of my control. Like yeah. it wasn't something I did wrong. Yeah. That caused it not to happen. So. And hopefully 2021, redemption. Exactly. So, what was your biggest letdown? I just want to preface, like, before I talk about a letdown again, saying, you the same. Everyone in my life is happy and healthy and, like, knock on wood, like, you know, nothing horrendous has come over this pandemic besides a little bit of a disruption to the routine. And I feel very, very grateful for that. Um, I'd say that my biggest letdown is actually this time right now. I was really, really excited to um, be spending the off season in Pennsylvania instead of in Florida, just because I feel like I have so many family and friends here Mm -hmm. that I was just really looking forward to spend a lot of time with. And unfortunately, with like the pandemic and everything, um, my gym's not open right now, so I'm not getting to see my gym friends. Um, There's you know, I have a couple friends from the gym that I haven't seen since last year. Like, I haven't been able to train with them since before I left for Florida last year. My one friend's wife has a lung condition, so they've just been really careful staying in their house mm-hmm. and everything. So, um, I think the le- the biggest letdown is not being able to spend that time that I wanted to kind of away from the horses and, and with all of my other passions in life as being a little bit disrupted. Yeah. That's fair. Um, so, yeah. In conclusion, <laughs> there are a lot of, um, you know, there are a lot of things that I was really religious about in 2019 that kind of fell to the wayside in 2020. Kind of almost reached this point of what's the point? If, mm-hmm. you know, nothing's going to happen, everything's uncertain, what's the point? And I think that. Again, this highlights the idea that the drive towards doing and achieving came from extrinsic motivators of I'm doing this for other people or I'm doing this to be seen um, and not, you know, not necessarily for my own wants, needs and desire. And for 2021, I really think the most important thing that you can step back and, and look to is what do we do when no one's watching? do you want to eat healthy because you want to feel good and look good for yourself or do you want to do it because you can tell someone else like hey look how healthy i eat right i think you need to really be in touch with if the world never opened back up if nothing ever went on show again if we all kind of had to keep our distance what would you do for yourself i love that i think that's a great point yeah Drop the mic. <laughs> Drop the mic. We're done with this <laughs> done, main topic. Done with that segment. <laughs> uh, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot 2020. Um, anyway, so moving on to our listener question section. Uh, we actually asked our listeners a question, and we wanted to know what their favorite episode of 2020 was. And we posed this question on the whole Equestrian Community Facebook page. So if you want to be part of that, check it out. Um, But anyway, our listeners said that by popular vote, episode 15, Mental Health and Body Image, was the favorite episode. I love that that's the favorite episode. I do too. I I kind of feel like we need to go back and listen to it. I think that I think that we need to listen to it and maybe make a follow up episode part two. part two of mental health and body image because I think going into it we were a little bit like this is a kind of risque topic. Not everyone wants to hear about mental health and yeah. body image, but I think it's something that's becoming more normalized in society. And to have people say that was my favorite episode, I'm assuming. It's not just, hey, I enjoyed listening to you. It was, hey, this is something that I could relate to and take away, yeah, and it made this me is feel an more topic. normal. Yeah. So if we can do that, like, I definitely think that's something that we should re- revisit. I think that's a really good idea. 
Um, and the second most popular episode for 2020 was number 17, which was Finding Your Superpower. And I had fun recording that. I did too. Yeah. Again, like, I kind of want to go back and re-listen to it because I don't exactly remember what we said, but yeah. I'm sure it was fabulous. Yeah, that was kind of your, your brainchild. There, yeah, so. it was fun. I liked that. Um, so what was your favorite episode that we made? I was definitely going back and forth on this because mm -hmm. I think we had a really fun time last month recording in I the know. car and I just felt like super present, but then I thought about the other time that we recorded oh, in the me car. Me too! <laughs> Those are my top two. There's something about the car that just like, we get into it. And Midnight Madness was... I don't know, I listened back to it, and I was like, I just think that we said some really good things, and I just remember being well completely loopy, <laughs> because driving through the middle of the night is something that neither of us will ever do again. Shout out 2021, our clinic schedule will be out early, so we can book flights this year. <laughs> also, we know a pilot. Yes, we do so. know a pilot, so... Um, yeah. So those were really your two, Those too. were my two. And I think it was just the fun of, like, something about the energy in the car. Yeah. We just were, like, on it. One it's we... like we're just in this little capsule and all of our ideas and whatever just... Well, we, re we actually, we want to get our next episode, like, recorded on video for you guys because mm -hmm. I think Emily and I have a lot of energy when we, rec we record that, like, kind of gets lost in the audio format. Yeah. So we want you guys to be able to, like, YouTube us doing our hands and everything, but maybe we should do it in a car, in a like, car. carpool karaoke style. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> because we record great in a car. We can do it in the yeah. And the audio tends to sound better because it's in, like... A smaller space. This is, might be the whole equestrian 2021 car production. We can't really do it when you're in Florida and I'm in South Carolina, but if I fly up to you, <laughs> we can do it. We can. We can. We have really great access to a plane in Florida, so. Yeah, awesome. Um, so <laughs> that answers that question right Ooh, there. Thanks, listeners, for engaging with us. Yes, we like it when you do that. Yeah, it's fun. So... Uh, all right, actionable advice. What, I guess, basically, our whole main topic was about actionable advice, so let's put that to use, and um, we want you to pick a word, and also your two plus one goals. And if you are interested, please join us Sunday, January 3rd at 6.30 p.m., um, we can add another time if we get enough interest, and we'll, you know, we'll make a Facebook event for this. But one of the, the most enchanting nights of my life was when Emily said, let's have a goal-setting night. Yes. And this was two years ago. And that, this is the birthplace of the whole that equestrian. That birthed the whole equestrian. So we want to let you guys in on that energy. And I know there's a pandemic going around. I know we have listeners in many states and countries. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to send a Zoom link out to you guys. And we're going to do two plus one goal setting. We're going to talk about the goals that we're setting. We're going to help you guys redefine yours if you want to. And just kind of get excited about 2021. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. And we have put out a date and time. So we're committed. Yeah, we are. It's happening. Yep. So, yeah, just be on the lookout for info. We'll, we'll make sure to get it get it to you okay and then another actionable advice is kind of a little holiday present to your friends at the whole equestrian um and we would like you to tell one two five of your friends about the whole equestrian tell them what you like about the show actually take their phone and show them how to you know get our podcast on spotify share our blog via facebook messenger like get us out there guys because we the more that you guys share us and tell your friends about us the more we can get to you yeah and the bigger impact we can have and you know our goal is to bridge the gap between riding and wellness and we want to be able to do that with as many people as we can and you know if if you start doing some of the healthy habits that you've learned on the whole equestrian it's going to be a lot easier if you have a friend to say hey like i want to try that with you too instead of just going at it alone yeah accountability boom baby accountability what's next emily well um 
it's not really next because it's already happened, but uh, I posted my first blog post today. I'm which, so proud of you. Thank you. I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, if you guys hear this episode before Christmas, check it out because it's uh, called Treat Your Trainer, uh, last minute gift ideas for any budget. And it was just fun to like compose this list and I, I enjoyed doing it. So to segue into what's next, I think you'll be seeing more blog posts from both of us in yes. 2021. My so. goal for 2020 was to do one a month and then the last three months I just got slammed with the schoolwork. Yeah. So. Well, I think I'm going to say that I will do one a month in 2021. Okay, I'm, gonna, I'm putting it out there. Boom. I want you to hold me accountable, guys. I'm going to I've I'm going to make one for the end of 2020 that's really going to okay, make up for your make up for my okay, absence. And then 2021, are you going to commit one a month? One a month. Okay. One a month. So there is what you have to look forward to, people. Um, and we will be getting our 2021 clinic dates available very soon. Emily and I are going to sit down together and kind of discuss our show schedules and see what we can get out there for you guys. And um, I think there's a lot of ways that we can be safe and still get together and share some of our love for, you know, mindset, fitness, nutrition, and community. There you go. Um, yeah, and we do also want to have more experts on our show next year, uh, people that tie into our four pillars, and if you have any suggestions, please let us know, and we'll try to get those people on. Excellent. Well, we hope this give you gives you some insight on Whiskey <laughs> Tango Foxtrot 2020, <laughs> and how to improve on 2021. So... Uh, as always, we love to hear from you. Uh, feedback, check us out, subscribe, give us a five-star review. Five-star review, no pressure. So that would be great, guys. That would be the best Christmas present you could give us. All right. Thanks for listening. We're here bridging the gap between riding and wellness. And in the meantime, enjoy the ride. I'm not actually ready. <laughs> you said you were ready. Well, I thought I was, but then I got con- I got confused. It's fine. Okay, now I have it up on my phone. Okay. Oh, we're still rolling. We're still rolling. Welcome to the whole equestrian podcast. <laughs> we're here bridging the gap. Between- oh, we're just rolling. We're not going to start that over. <laughs> I think we should. <laughs> <laughs>